This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's hour two of the GBAG Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We're about to be joined by Stephen Jones here for his weekly conversation. Bet payoff is starting. There is Brian Broaddus. You can see him with a very uncomfortable look on his face as he has just smeared some wasabi Ugh. spread across his upper lip. And I believe he will be broadcasting for the next hour uh, under these circumstances. Brian, how you feeling? Not great at all. Yeah. This is really starting to burn. I can imagine. Quite I, a bit. I don't know if you're man enough to make it through this hour. I don't know if anybody else is. That might be an impossible bet payoff you're attempting to do. As Stephen Jones joins us now right here on your home of the first place Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? Doing good, guys. How are you doing? Well, we're doing great, man. I mean, home field advantage for a, a couple of games possibly if you can take care of business on Sunday. This suddenly has a ton of gravity to it, doesn't it? Well, it's uh, obviously why you, uh, you know, you grind out a long season and you just never know where you're going to end up. You're your goal is week in and week out is to get better and, and execute better each and every week. And then at the same time, you're trying to uh, grind through uh, any injury bugs that may, uh, you know, that you may have to get over, over the hump on. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, short of uh, this game being for the number one seed, it's about as good as you could ask for. And, you know, our teams played well. Uh, obviously we think, uh, uh, we can play better, uh, more consistently in terms of the execution, but we've given ourselves a great opportunity here to go out and uh, win the East. And uh, as you said, uh, a couple of home games, if we can uh, execute and, and win games uh, as they come up. But obviously, though, uh, our 100% focus right now is to go to Washington, and, uh, and that's always tough in the NFC East. Uh, you don't ever take those for granted. We know they'll give us their best shot, and uh, we've got to go in there and play well. And if we do, then uh, good things will happen. Stephen, uh, uh, TJ Bass, you know, he might have to play this weekend for you, depending on you know Tyler Smith's situation and all that. Has he exceeded expectations? And I, I know he was a guy that probably should have been drafted uh, last year, but you know, you guys did a great job of recruiting him, getting him here. But has he exceeded your expectations uh, as far as what he's done for you this year? Well, I think anytime you get a, a guy through a college free agency, now he was a priority for us because we did have him on our draft board. Sure. And uh, uh, had him in the late rounds there. And uh, as you said, probably should have been drafted and certainly playing to that level. So I guess, in, uh, you know, to some degree, uh, anytime you get a guy uh, free agency that's able to make you 53 and then go into games and play at a level where you uh, still can execute uh, at a high level on offense, then you have to be pleased. And uh, certainly 
Uh, he's a grinder. He does things the right way, and uh, we feel comfortable p- uh, putting him in there. At the same time, uh, you know, Tyler Smith, one of the best uh, young guards in this league. Uh, he's learning from the best, and a guy like Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and company in, in terms of being in a great room. Uh, I wouldn't underestimate uh, Tyler not being uh, ready to go Sunday, but certainly we're going to do what's best for him uh, in terms of uh, the long term. But, uh, you know, those plantar fascists, it's kind of an odd deal that you kind of uh, please that they totally tore versus uh, being strained or partially torn because then they're a bigger problem. Steven, final week of the season, there's plenty of contract and incentives in play for numerous players. How aware are, like, the coaches of, of things like that? You know, we don't bring that into play at all. I, you know, I've never heard of players talking about them in the in the locker room. It's never gotten back to me. I mean, everybody knows we got to play this game uh, to win. Nobody's uh, in. You know, this all everything's at stake here, and uh, certainly it's not something that uh, ever comes up, and certainly not anything that we would visit with uh, the coaches about as uh, we move forward. We just want to go uh, win the football game. Uh, how how ready to play could Lyle Collins be? Uh, you know, in a week or two weeks, or I mean, what's the outlook for Lyle? I think you know, obviously, we have great experience with in, with Lyle. I know eyes lit up. Uh, you know, with guys like Zach and Tyron, uh, when he came to work out, they were all out there for his workout. He's a guy who's much respected in our room. Uh, you know, you never underestimate what he can do. Uh, you know, we just thought being able to get a veteran uh, offensive tackle, uh, you know, in the room, uh, getting prepared uh, on the practice squad. Certainly, uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, had some, uh, you know, situations there with Tyron Smith and Chuma, but uh, really like our guys, it's nothing against uh, our young guys like well, let's go and awesome Richards, but we just felt like it was a smart thing to do as we uh, head down the home stretch here. Stephen, can you tell us the bottle of wine that you sent to uh, uh, Mr. Bidwell in Arizona uh, for their victory uh, or any champagne? Is there something you can fill us in on that? <laughs> well, uh, certainly when I see Michael next, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give him a big pat on the back. Uh, uh, as we all know, uh, in the NFC East, uh, you know, whether it's Jeff Lurie, uh, whether it's Josh, whether it's, uh, you know, any of these guys, I'm a great friend with John Mara. Uh, as, as good of business partners as they are and root for each other off the field. We all know we root against each other uh, when it comes to uh, playing other, other opponents. So, uh, but uh, certainly that was a big, big deal uh, for Arizona to step up in a big way. Good to see a, uh, you know, a Texas man and Kyler Murray who had probably maybe if not the greatest high school career in the history of Texas high school football, certainly one of them. And uh, he certainly played at a high level. Stephen Jones with us here on the fan. Um, it, was there how much interest was there in Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I mean those are all things. He's on their practice squad, which means uh, you know the, you can't protect your practice squad players, so you you, you never know. But at the same time, uh, uh, you know, anytime a good player comes available, and certainly Dalvin Cook's one of the uh, you know he's a top top guy in this league in terms of. Uh, uh, his career, but he is a, a member of the Ravens now on their practice squad, and uh, we're always looking to get better. It's Stephen Jones here with us. How much confidence do you have in the coaching staff now making the playoffs three years in a row? Well, they're certainly just doing a great job. Obviously, uh, Mike's leadership with his staff, uh, whether it's the 
Dan Quinn's of the world or the Bones of the world. Uh, we, we just think we've got an outstanding staff. I know they're going to have this team uh, really prepared. Everybody knows what's at stake Sunday. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, the, we've been on a run these last three uh, three years, these last two years, certainly in the middle of the third. And uh, we all know, uh, you know, it's always good to be in the tournament, but certainly we have higher expectations for this football team and love the staff, love the coaching staff, love Mike's leadership in terms of uh, giving us a great opportunity to take the next step in terms of uh, uh, what we want to get accomplished uh, as uh, the Dallas Cowboys football team. What would it mean if Dak can go ahead and, and lead the league and, and be the first Cowboys quarterback to do that outright with the, the passing touchdowns? Well, he's just, uh, I mean, nothing surprises me with Dak because no one works harder at his trade than what Dak Prescott does. I mean, uh, and as great a player as he is on the field, uh, you know, a great competitor, uh, does things the right way. He's a better man off the field, a better leader off the field. He has the it factor. He's the unquestioned leader of this team. And nothing would be more fitting for uh, uh, whatever uh, comes his way because uh, he certainly deserves it, and we're lucky to have it. We're lucky to have both you and your dad, uh, Jerry Jones, on every uh, you know Friday here, and twice a week, really, both of you guys. It's outstanding. He said this morning, yeah, basically, it's a must-win game. We have to win this game. It's like a playoff game all, already. With with what's on the line, do you feel like it's must-win? Yeah, I mean, this is what what it's all about. I mean, this team, there's no question. Uh, you can't deny it. We play unbelievable, uh, much, much better at home than we do on the road. The hat's off to our fans. They've given us a tremendous home field advantage. We play better as a team. And, you know, if we want to be and, and do the things that we want, uh, with this particular football team, they're a lot easier to achieve uh, uh, right here at home. And, uh, you know, with the opportunity to make that happen, uh, this is a just a, a big, big, big-time football game for us and is one that we really need to win. Steven, when you, uh, you've always been fair with your contracts and sometimes even more, uh, you know, uh, uh, even given more than – probably you should have just to try and be fair. But when you see your players that are having success, and for example, a guy like a CD Lamb, is it easier to justify your expenditures when you see that kind of production from a player like that? Well, certainly. I mean, you you know, that is the way we've been, is we certainly want to treat our players uh, fairly. Uh, you know, at the same time, we want to have great communication with them uh, in terms of their business and, uh, they know what we're trying to do. Dak understands it. Certainly, uh, you know, the guys are at the top of the food chain, if you will, in the uh, in the salary cap. Uh, you know, we have to have those visits with them because if we want to accomplish uh, what we're just uh, getting ourselves in a position like we are going into Sunday, uh, then you have to have some cooperation there in terms of, uh, you know, having enough to put uh, great players around them. And they certainly respect their teammates more than, uh, you know, as much as anybody, uh, we, we just hadn't had issues in that uh, area, whether it's a, a Zach Martin, a, DeMar, a Demarcus Lawrence, a Tyron Smith, uh, Dak now, and certainly uh, with CD and Micah Looming, uh, obviously those are huge priorities for us, uh, you know, along with getting Dak uh, extended. Uh, you know, it's a big part of, of what we do, but I, I also know they're, uh, they want to win uh, and, understand you know there's a, a salary cap and we have to work around that now bear with me on this question i'm not sure exactly how i want to ask it but you know Stephen, one of the most 
uh, things most fans are, are really curious about with the Cowboys, but really across the league is one thing that fans and people like to talk about is just, you know, what the process is of making these in-game decisions in the moment. And it always really ends up falling back onto the plate of the, the head coach ultimately. But the process involved how many people are involved in these decisions. For example, you know, Greg Zerline, 59-yard field goal a couple of years back. Some people would say, hey, maybe you should go for it there or whatever it may be or, or calling a timeout or any type of in-game in-the-moment decision. And I'm curious kind of what is the process like ultimately when it's in that moment? Is it Mike McCarthy deciding for himself kind of based on on the knowledge and lead up, whatever it is, just kind of a gut decision for him? Or are there people in his ear saying, hey, we should probably kick the field goal here or we should call a timeout here? What is the in-game process like when it comes to making those sort of game management decisions? Well, Mike has the ultimate call as the head coach, and uh, that's a question you should probably broach with Mike, and he can go through uh, his mechanics, but uh, uh, certainly he has great people around him, a great staff around him. Uh, as we all uh, use the term, analytics are, are certainly involved. Uh, you hear these head coaches, not only Mike, but other head, most head coaches around the league talk about the analytics aspect uh, uh, of decision making, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, when it works, it's great, and when it doesn't work, you're going to get criticism. And, and uh, you know, that comes with being a head coach in the NFL, for that matter, uh, college, for that matter, high school. When you're the head coach and you make a decision and it works out, then it's great, and you you get a lot of credit. And when it doesn't work out, then certainly uh, uh, people are going to be there uh, to question uh, those things. And obviously. Uh, you know, some of these become quite difficult. They can be a flip of the coin as to whether you, uh, you know, do something or don't do something, go for it or don't go for it, throw it or run it. Uh, those are all things that can be second-guessed when uh, they don't work out. But uh, Mike ultimately has that call in game, and, uh, you know, it's probably a great question for you all to broach with Mike. Yes, sir. Steven, you ever get tired of answer, answering our questions? That's the question I have We're for just you. listening to that. Yeah, or listening to our I'm questions sorry. that we ask. <laughs> I'm actually great with you guys. You're, <laughs> I enjoy being on with you, and uh, uh, y'all have been great. And uh, I know this is our last one in terms of the uh, regular yeah. season. Hopefully we'll be smiling and uh, having a lot of good things to talk about. But, uh, boy, as you all know, Washington gives us fits yeah. up there. Uh, it's an NFC East game, and uh, we, we, we better come with our A game because I know Coach Rivera will serve on the competition committee and know he'll have – uh, his team prepared. Well, Stephen, my final question for you this week then is, you saw the ball in CD's hands go out of the back of the end zone, and I know you're a traditionalist, and there's certain rules you don't want to change, but did you kind of have a flashback of like, wait a minute, I, I don't, maybe I need to change that rule about the ball going out of the back of the end zone on those fumbles? Well, I was very much up in the air before that, but you know where my vote's going to be going yeah. forward. It's a rule that you do. You're the first person I thought of. To you once or, yeah. once or twice. Yeah. And, you know, it's just such a difficult rule. If you yeah. fumble that ball forward in the field of play, uh, you keep the ball. Uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, something, you know, m more and more now that we have it happen in the midst of a huge football game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'll be something that we broach, but, uh, you know, at the same time, we, as you said, Brian, we got a lot of traditionalists that don't like to change rules it's, that have been in place for a long time. But at the same time, we do do that, uh, in the competition committee. Most of the time it's in the name of, uh, you know, uh, the health of the player, uh, health and safety of a football player. But, uh, 
you know, there are things sometimes that, uh, you know, they, they, they get your attention and, uh, you know, uh, we need to be aggressive and maybe look at making a change. So it'll be an interesting debate in the room. I know, as you said, there's a lot of traditionalists, but at the same time, I know, uh, you know, I'd like to say I'm on that side, but, uh, I think my mind got made up permanently on that play. <laughs> Have a great weekend over there, man. We look forward to you coming home with the crown. Sounds great, guys. Take Cheers. care. There you go. Stephen Jones with you here on 105.3 The Fan. The NFC East on the line Sunday at 325. Thank you. I couldn't Bravo, believe it. I got halfway to that question. I was like, oh, my goodness, there's still halfway to go. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I forgot how meandering that question was. And he almost cut me off there about he 20 tried. seconds. He tried. He did. But then he, he, he let, you, let you down easy, man. He I mean, did. he gave you an answer – like very very impressive, well thought out. He kind of was just like, "You need to ask Mike about this," yeah. but I will go toe to toe with you in terms of stamina. You think you can ask me a minute long question? How about this minute long answer? Yeah. In response? He, he did. He, he, knew, he, he knew exactly what he was doing. Longest coming question back. gets the longest answer. Yeah. You said yeah. Zerline, bro. <laughs> he he had a little bit better patience than he did two years ago when he was originally asked that question. Now the uh, the the wasabi is it's not hanging on to Brian's upper lip that well. It's trying every time you talk, it's like shake, rattling, and roll down. I think you might need to reapply. I will. I think you need to go back for a second. Does it burn? Oh my gosh, it burns because it looks hilarious. Lucius, this is not good at all. I'm going to be honest. It looks like you've been deep down south eating a delicacy (laughs) called donkey. (laughs) And you just got back. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, dude. That's dung on your face right there. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. This is... uh... Yeah. I, I'll probably have to reapply, but yeah, this is burning. You were, you're he, wishing you'd ask Stephen Jones that question right uh, about now. Hats yeah. off to you, Dawson. Yeah. yeah. Hats yeah. off yeah. to yeah. you yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Dude, I, 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 I thought about it several times in the middle of that. I was like, could I pull out of this? And I was like, there's no way you <laughs> no. can. No. There's no way you can. You've already said you would twice. Oh, he's bro. I could see Chiafalo's jawline just getting more and more tense as the clock went on. I hadn't asked the question yet. I was like, dude, if I don't get this question off, I'll never hear the end of it. So, oh, it was amazing. Uh, it was it was perfectly uncomfortable. Uh, it was, but everybody being in on it, like the, the text and the Twolos and the tubers, nice. everybody was yeah. in on it. So we all can appreciate hey. just how badass that was. We do this for you. Here we go, Nation. When we come back, uh, what do we have? NFL news of the daytime, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Late uh, late season hail marys and a stat of the day for you next year in the Nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a terrific little afternoon. As Eric Chiafalo pours another tall glass of milk, he's approaching uh, two-thirds done with his first gallon, maybe a little bit more, maybe three-quarters done with his first half gallon. He'll have another to get yeah, down first here. first half gallon. This sucks, dude. My t- my, my, the, the, the tummy is, is definitely aggravated. I can and imagine. timing yeah. up the milk me challenge for me with the bathroom sando challenge for you is ultimately going to be the yeah. demise of you. I mean, it's just, I think it's a horrible idea. You're, you're, take, you're taking cow milk and, and putting it in a human's body. That's, it's not supposed to happen. We don't take other animals' milk and consume it. Who does that? Goats? Who does that? I think there's some goat milk that gets consumed. Yeah. 
by cows. By human, like okay. goat milk's on the shelf. Yeah, I've never had it. But like a cross species milk, right? We don't do that. Yeah, we'll kill and eat the meat. But I, sure. I, I don't, I don't know if the universe intended this. I don't, you know. But there's so much excess after we have all these cows to make the burgers and the steaks. What could we do with the milk? So we create a, a marketing campaign, and the next thing you know, you're drinking something that is actively agitating the living crap out of your stomach. Yes. You never know? drink that much. 100%. And it's normal. Segments brought to you by Soda, that's state of the art, and the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels 214 or 817 333 Jump online to truckwreck.com. Thanks to Stephen Jones for joining us. Biggest L, biggest dubs coming up at about 340. Here's Chief with your NFL news of the day. You inspired me there, Dawson, with the way you hammered home that question, man. That was impressive. And uh, now I'm going to be, I was going to like put a longer pause on the milk consumption, but I'm like, no, Mm. no. I don't think I've felt like that since like junior high speech class where you're almost having an out of body experience. Yes. You're like, wow, I'm saying this right now. You can feel, yes, you're you're like getting a little bit sweaty, completely uncomfortable. Uh Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. NFL news of the day here. Uh, Plenty to. Plenty to address, the first of which is uh, seeing our guy CeeDee Lamb. Not only is he obviously having a, a monster season that is putting him in the, the not only top five conversation, but like is he is he the best? Is he the guy? Uh, but one of those things when you start really parsing through and, and doing the hair splitting on who is the best is, you know, I would say big moments, big games, third downs, fourth downs. 93-yard touchdowns. See, yeah, absolutely. C.D. Lamb on third and fourth down this year, he's first in receptions, he's first in yards, he's first in first downs, and he's first in passer rating when targeted. Wow. So it, it, he he really is sort of, sort of a cheat code. When, when it's a must-have situation, third down, fourth down, he's the guy to go to. Uh, and so defenses, I would imagine, are – going to make it a point especially in the playoffs hey this is the guy we've got to remove here but when 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 you see the Cowboys in a high leverage offensive situation and they go away from CD Lamb you better look back at the replay and see oh it's because they had like three guys on him otherwise freaking feed this man yeah yeah he, he is a machine and I, I think it's notable Brian that they're doing it without another really good wide receiver or at least another consistent wide receiver and they're doing it without a security blanket too like, Dak doesn't have Beasley or Witten or Schultz. There's no guy that he's just, like, feeding when, when stuff starts going down in the pocket. So, CD's like his security blanket and his most explosive player at the same time with the absence of other, really other consistent, credible threats. I don't want to disrespect any of those guys because they've made plays. But nobody's doing it on a regular basis. Nobody got a game plan for. No, they, you know, I, I think that McCarthy might have learned his lesson after the Dolphin game. Where, you know, in, in the second, you know, now after that game, everybody, the question was, God, this is burning my lip. Um, yeah, that's right. The oh. wasabi mustache. Seriously, this. You didn't this, even this, reapply. Wasashi. It hurts. I mean, this seriously hurts. Yes. So what's the what's the most pain? It's the, it, okay. It's on like, the skin burning? Yeah, it's like the icy hot. Yeah. It's the icy hot on your body kind of feeling, you know, when yeah. it just it's just burning. It's not the smell, which I've gotten used to. It's just the it's the burning. It just hasn't stopped. Yeah, you know. Well, you're halfway home. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of feel like that 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 maybe McCarthy, after what happened in that Dolphins game, learned his lesson. Like we just got to give him the ball. We just got to keep throwing him the ball. You know, if seventeen times, however many times we have to throw him the ball, just keep throwing it to him. 
you know, and, and teams are trying to take Ferguson. Well, you mentioned not having a guy. Teams are trying to take Ferguson out of this thing, too. So, you know, all of a sudden they figure that out. And But with the way they move Lamb around, it's hard for teams to get a to get a beat on him that way, to double him. Yeah. Because of how, how creative they are moving him around. And I think that's what McCarthy and those guys need to continue to do. Yeah, for sure. And that's all the more reason, like, if, if you already are playing with the advantage of being, you know, because of CD's versatility, you're able to create advantageous matchups and not allow the defense to dictate, oh, we're just going to bracket him, oh, we'll double cover him, whatever, and we'll take him out of the game, then if you're consistently able to get him where you want to go, then you should be consistently targeting him. They did the other night for sure, but in the most high leverage, when they decided to pass, the, when everybody was like, you should have just ran the ball, they go for the pass, they're not even targeting CeeDee Lamb on that play. To me, that's a that's an obvious that's the guy to target there. Let's let's if we're gonna go down, let's go down knowing that we were doing it with our best players. So uh, high leverage offensive moments. Uh, expect eighty eight to get the ball, and if yeah. he doesn't, really be wondering why the heck did he not get the ball here? I, I think it just comes down to adaptability with this team, and they might have a game plan, but if the routes inside that game plan aren't working, they need to go away from it quickly, and I believe they are. You know, in most situations, there's been a couple of games where maybe they haven't made the adjustment quick enough, but there's plenty of spots you can line him up at where it's going to become very difficult or disadvantaged to uh, to uh, double team him, you know? And, yeah. You know, you you give Dak and him a couple of series, you know, and if it's going well, you let that continue. But you can't let him be taken out of an offense for any more than one quarter. That would be my rule. Have we gone a quarter without CeeDee Lamb making an impact on the game? It's time to reevaluate what routes we have him in and think about where we need to improvise. Ron Rivera said he did not know that his career record is sitting at an even 500 right now. Now, we know that he's four quarters away from no longer being the head coach of the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, But they asked him about it. Hey, finishing above 500, is is that important to you? And he's like, well, now it is. That was his response. So he was alleging sort of that he didn't realize his record was a clean 500 record, and now it'll either be one game over or one game under to close out what is probably his final game ever as an NFL head coach. Probably. There's some crusty owners out there that are probably, you know, like a good talking with Ron Rivera, 61 years old. But, yes, I would not be counting on another opportunity to be a head coach if I'm Ron Rivera right now. I don't think there's anything I can do about it. Jonathan Allen is out. A couple of other starters are out. Guys are making business decisions going into the offseason. Yeah. It's a tough place for him to be, but I'd say good run in Washington. Yeah. What do you get four or five years out of it? Yeah. And that's the thing. And, you know, Ron Rivera, you know, he's in talking to some folks out that direction, you know, he was very kind of standoffish with media. And now he's come to the point of the realization that, you know, this is kind of where it is. This is my fate. And, you know, he has nothing to. I mean, he's the one. He he essentially was the head coach and the general manager of that team. So anything that, you know, for him to be removed and them not play well enough, that's on his watch. And so, you know, and I think he has to I, I think he does understand that. You know, he got another opportunity there to 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 build a team, coach a team, and you know, it, it just didn't work out for him. Bill's defensive back DeMar Hamlin is the Week 18 NFL Players Association Community MVP after he distributed more than 2,000 toys, 50 bikes, and hundreds of books to 750 Pennsylvania kids at his fourth annual holiday toy drive. 
someone responded to that tweet by Adam Schefter saying, bro saw Joe Flacco cooking and decided to lock in. As, of course, uh, it is the final week of the season and comeback player of the year. The odds continue to go into the favor of Joe Flacco. He has been on a mad run over the course of the last five weeks or so of the season. And what was inevitably DeMar Hamlin's award, whom I believe has has like one or two tackles on the season. DeMar Hamlin, he was supposed to be the shoe-in comeback player of the year. Last week, he was minus 450. Joe Flacco was plus 400. Earlier this week, I saw DeMar Hamlin minus 130, Joe Flacco plus 100. Uh, so so people are alleging that, all right, final week of the season, let's go ahead and uh, DeMar Hamlin find a way to just anything you can, even if it's sort of off the field here, let's lock in this comeback player of the year award. Yeah, you have to, man. That man, Joe, is he's on a mission there. You know, he's going to he's going to throw two picks and for about 400 yards every game. And uh, with that defense, maybe that's a winning formula here. It's an exciting story, isn't it? It is need a little bit of that. I always like the old man. I was never a huge Flacco fan. <laughs> I'm surprised he was still in the league a couple of times the last couple of years. But now that he's here, you know, it's a great AFC story is good a storyline as anything else. So funny. If he ends up if he ends up taking down the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs, it'll yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be, be awesome. As, it'll yeah. be as storybook as anything we've ever seen. Uh, who should get the offensive rookie of the year? Should it be C.J. Stroud or should it be Puka Nakua? I mean, Nakua's got almost 1,500 yards receiving. He's playing this week to try and break the rookie record. He is. Yeah, yeah. the Rams are yeah. sitting all of their guys, but Nakua's 28 yards away to set yeah. the record for most receiving yards by a rookie. C.J. Stroud's the most impressive rookie year, I think, that's ever happened in the NFL. No disrespect to Nakua setting a record there. I just You step in and you do that without a winning team around you in an organization that's been a dumpster fire for like the last four years. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's that's really impressive what C.J. Stroud did. The the numbers, the big plays, the chunk plays. I mean, it's it, it's tough to go away from Nakua, but I'm, I'm going C.J. Stroud with my vote. Yeah, I understand that. The quarterback position, what he's done uh, with a rookie head coach, and not much legitimate talent around him either. It's not yeah. like he was just in a Dak Prescott 2016 situation. Hey, you got the best offensive line. You got legit weapons. Let's go. Let's go drive the bus here. He's throwing to Noah Brown, you know, yeah. for game winning touchdowns and crap. So I agree. Broadus, do you know who currently has the receiving yards record for a rookie in NFL history that Naku was trying to pass on Sunday? Is it uh, Terry Glenn? It is not. T.O.? The year 1960. Oh, oh wow. Uh, 1960, uh, Charlie Hennigan? Bill Groman. Ah, Bill Groman. He was a scout. Really? Yeah, Bill Groman was a scout back in the day. And where, where was he playing? Was he in Houston? Great hands. Oh, no, I have no idea what team he played but for. But that was, was 1960. Would that, would that have been a AFC? Is that an AFC situation? Uh, Charlie Hennigan. Pre-merger? Yeah, merger was not till what, 68, right? After 68. So I was went so in oh, a, wow. NFL would be, I thought. Cause yeah, I, I was Houston. I've met Bill Groman. Yeah. I met Bill yeah. Groman at a Dick Vitale party at the 2010 yeah. Final Four. He was a yeah, he was a scout. You were cutting it up with Bill and Dick. I was. It was well, not Dick. Dick was a, a big shooter back then. You know, he only I had a few seconds is. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chief. Uh, biggest L, biggest dub uh, coming up next. Danny Cannell at four o'clock talking talk college football here. It's the G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Lucius. It is the G Bag Nation here on The Fan. Brian brought us. In the final 12 and a half minutes of his bet payoff, he's got a wasabi gel on his upper lip, and it's, it's burning the hell out of him. It, it, is, is. it is hurts. <laughs> it's so funny. His eyes are watering. They're red. He keeps sneezing. He looks like he's yeah. in extreme discomfort. This is, and man, this is not good. 
Seriously? Well, I tell you what, that gumbo you made today was good. Thank you. Yeah, that was outstanding. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate uh, you bringing these uh, del- yummy delights in from time to Thank time. Thank you. Nailed it. Thank you. And uh, here's Eric Chiafala with your uh, biggest L, biggest up. That's right. 877-881-1053. Where have you taken some L's this week? And more importantly, where have you gotten those personal victories? It's time to party. Nice little L to the Seahawks rookies last night. They had their rookie dinner. They had to front the bill. $22,203.60 before was, tip. Was it all of them? That's what I was trying to figure out, because didn't they have two first-round picks? Or am I tripping about that? I, I think it was only I think it was only uh, a few of them. That don't sound too bad. 22,000, some football players. That don't sound yeah. too bad, bro. They didn't hit you, think they, they, you think that might be more of a dub than an L? I, you you kind of got off easy. Yeah. Okay. I kind of feel like that maybe they had a preset menu of what they could order. Like, okay, here's the menu. You could have a steak, a lobster. Or you can have a you know some type of veal dish, or you know they probably had a preset menu and they charge them the for the number of service that they did the number the, the head of the of the number they had. Yeah, I'm see. I mean, it looks like a pretty wide variety here. Pretty oh, wide variety. Did they they did their thing. No, how about how the alcohol bill look? Uh, that's a good question on the alcohol. Because usually that's where they get crushed. See that see that might be where they saved the money. Looking at what I'm seeing here, it's most it's really just food. Like they just they just got a bunch of. Bunch of hungry dogs in Once there. Once went to a BYOB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After hours joint. <laughs> I got a table for us, bro. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they got sea bass on here. Okay. They got lobster. Okay. They got lobster mash. All right. Lobster mac. Bone marrow. What is this? Mm. Steak gaucho? All right. Uh, cowboy steak? Maybe that. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. That makes sense. Uh, a lot of ribeyes and bourbon cakes. That bone marrow, Lucius, you're right about that. Yo, man. that bone marrow is good. Do you have like the, the sip it out of the cup when it's good and warm yeah. too? After you've had your meal, oh, I could digest. I've done the thing where you like scrape it off the bone yes. down onto like yes. a burger yeah. or something. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Yes. Toast, you put it on toast. toast. Yes, bone marrow toast. Yeah, yep. it's, it's like one of the healthiest things you can eat. Right, it's like extremely yeah. good for you. Yeah, yep. and it's tasty. Yeah, yeah, my uncle used to say, "Crack open that bone, eat that marrow, boy." Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, another L. There's some. There's some. I would say some pretty good L's this week. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of lists you didn't want to be a part of this week, uh, um, where L's are being taken, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those lists is Cat Williams' list. Uh, my goodness, he did uh, some serious calling out. We uh, thought that Epstein list was going to have him jumping. It was a Cat Cat Williams <laughs> list. Was, Got him jumping out of here. Quite bro. a podcast. The Epstein listers are very thankful right now that Cat Williams decided to sit down with Shannon Sharp this week and sort of, you know, get us get us off track a little bit of the Epstein stuff. But I would say Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, Ludacris, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, all taking an L courtesy of Cat Williams this week. Uh, we have a Dunkin' Donut nightmare. Big L to this customer. And really, everybody involved. I would say from top to bottom, there's not a single winner in this. Uh, a customer filed a negligence lawsuit against Duncan, uh, claiming that he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chain's locations, of course, in Florida. This gentleman named Paul is seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit. It was filed this week. And I wonder how much more, because it seems like if you're if you're suffering what he described as severe and long term injuries uh, from an explosion of a toilet in a men's room in a Dunkin', 
I think you 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 deserve more than 100k. Yeah, you know, so I, I would like to know how much more than 100k. But he's suing him for that. Uh, after the explosion, it left this gentleman Paul covered in human feces, mm. urine, and debris. He walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store's manager. They all ran from him. Ah! And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, for those folks, you're like, that's a huge help for them. Yeah. You're just here. I'm just here at my Dunkin' job, bro. And now all of a sudden, you're going to come out of here claiming that the toilet just exploded on you. And now it's now this is this is my responsibility. Yeah, you walk around a Dunkin' Donut with feces on you talking about help. <laughs> my gosh, bro. Yeah. yeah. Real disaster there. Nobody's going to help you, bro. I had a, I'm, I'm going to take a big L on a plane here coming up in the not too distant future. I think my biggest L was Saturday. We're, we're flying into San Francisco. I got the aisle seat on the left side. Abby has aisle seat on the right side. The people in the middle and in the window, when the plane stops, decide we are going to uh, be first to leave this plane. Oh, jeez. So they make Abby get up and go back like three rows so they can crowd my space. And now they're standing right next to me. Right. And of course, they didn't go anywhere because the people in the row in front of us stood up and they're in the aisle. Right. So they're just standing there. And at some point, I say, Sir, would you mind? You made my daughter move back there. Uh oh. We had the aisle seats. Can we just relax until the, and he, he looks at me and he wanted to kick my ass. Huh. But his, his like wife or girlfriend kind of grabs his shoulder and says, Come on, honey. Let's just, you know, it's okay. Jeez. And I'm like, oh my gosh! I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get beat up on one of these planes because these people crowd my space when it's time to deboard the plane. Yeah, I, th- I think that's 100 percent worth it. I mean, it's like, what what, yeah. what are we doing here? What's yeah. what's the point? You're not gonna be able you to go any further. Leave. Yeah, yeah. You just you just kicked out a, yeah. a a young lady out of her seat. She's got no idea what's going on. That's not fair. I think the stewardess, uh, the flight attendants, need to make an announcement when we land. You're not getting up until the row two in front of you has totally evacuated. Mm-hmm. Then and only then will you get out of your seat. I mean, they give you like 500 rules. Why can't we add just a semblance of civilization to the end of their chief? Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, big L to the couple who were having a fence installed at their home, mm. uh, and the workers requested to be paid in cash, so they had $4,000 in an envelope on the kitchen counter. Uh, but the gentleman returned back to his kitchen about 30 minutes later, only to find his dog Cecil. Uh, just crushing the cash with oh, his mouth. Oh, no. he was yeah. eating the money. Yeah. Four thousand. He says, "I was. Wa- I walked back into the room. All the cash was on the ground, and uh, he's just standing there. He ate some of the money. I'm in shock. I'm yelling to my wife. He ate the money. He ate four thousand dollars. The couple set uh, about trying to reassemble the shredded bills. So this is a disaster. They came up with fifteen hundred bucks worth of bills with serial numbers that were intact enough to have them replaced by their bank. Okay. A couple more $100 bills were retrieved later in the evening when Cecil vomited. Okay. So now you're parsing through dog vomit. Oh, Cecil. And then the rest was waiting for him to go number two ski so he could get the... Uh, they ended up getting 3500 bucks back. Not wow. bad. I'll take that. So, That's so if you win. show up to the bank with a, a serial number on your a dollar, piece of a dollar, they give you the whole thing? <laughs> I Is that a hell of a story? On? Maybe if your dog's throwing up. I was wondering about that too, Lucius, because I had never, never heard of that. I thought it was pretty much it was done, man. Yeah. I would have given up. I wouldn't have thought there Same was any here. chance. Same here. Uh, you know, uh, but get done to them for the, you know the stick to itiveness there. They got their money. Sent that dog to Virginia. I thought for sure they were going to give those <laughs> on a farm somewhere. More, more news. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I thought for sure these, these idiots had given the money to the contractors before the job had you know even started. Right, tale yeah. as old as time. Yeah. Uh, big dub to Shaquille O'Neal. After nearly 30 years, the Orlando Magic are finally going to be retiring his number, and I believe it's the first number in their franchise's history that they will be retiring. So, uh, big dub there to Shaq and uh, Oscar Pistorius. Big dub for He's getting out of, out of prison. Yeah. yeah. So, there's your biggest sells and biggest dubs of the week, boys. Poor little Tink Tink. All righty. Uh, thank you, Chief. Sir. We got three hours to go in the show. And uh, uh, coming up next, it is time now for the four o'clock hour of the G Bag Nation. We're talking college football. You know, uh, it's all going down Monday night. And one of our uh, college football guests throughout the year has been Danny Cannell. He'll join you one last time. We'll talk college football with him next right here. It's the G-Back Nation on the fan.